The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Make it's Making Monsters with Taylor Dahl. It's like beer and brats, a perfect combination. You know the deal. <laughs> All right, everybody, we have a little special episode of Making Monsters as we start to wrap up the season. Obviously, one more big game this weekend, a chance to kind of put a final uh, tally on some of the success in this later half of the season. And uh, obviously, anytime you beat the Packers, it's a good time. And uh, so we're joined today by former Chicago Bear fullback Jason McKee. Jason, thanks so much for hopping on with me. No, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Some people may know you as, obviously, now you're a part of the ESPN 1000, uh, do sideline reporting for that, analyst for the Bears, but you were a part of that 2006 Super Bowl team also, so that's a, obviously a cool experience, and now seeing um, certain names like Devin Hester that we all want to go see in the Hall of Fame, it's cool to kind of have that connection there, Jason. But I'm here today because I want to talk a little bit about this roster and your thoughts. There's a There's a lot of question marks right now surrounding the quarterback position for some people, for some not so much. So I want to start with that hot topic, Justin Fields. Uh, the fan base and media pretty split on what the Bears should do with Fields this offseason. Um, I'm very vocal personally about being pro-Justin and trade down, get some picks, get a haul like uh, Ryan Poles was able to do last year. But what are your thoughts on that and what have you seen from or have you seen enough from Justin Fields this year to be confident in that pick? Yeah, it's it's obviously like you said. There's a lot of it's split here in Chicago, and I was, and I've been saying all along, it's like it's like two robberies. Either you're fielding or you're not. <laughs> you know, meaning mm-hmm. are you pro Justin Fields or are you not? So, you know, I think Justin has really developed throughout the season. Obviously, the beginning of the season, uh, you know, getting comfortable second year in the system, uh, things weren't so great. But as of late, we've all seen the maturity and development in terms of his playmaking ability, in terms of being able to make plays from the pocket. We always knew he can make plays outside of the pocket, and we've always known he can make plays with his legs. And that's Mm -hmm. what makes him so great. That's what makes him dynamic. So I think, you know, right now, in terms of, you know, what Ryan Poles and, you know, all those scouts and all those guys have to make those decisions, they have to determine on whether or not it's, you know, is there a quarterback in this draft that, one, has the same skill set in terms of what you're looking for, as a quarterback to lead your offense, mm-hmm. do they have that skill set, and do you think that he can be developed into a franchise quarterback? And that's the million-dollar question that nobody knows. And yeah. you know you have a quarterback right now that has the skill set that you need uh, to be successful in this league from the quarterback position. It's just a matter of do you think he can develop into a franchise quarterback, that being Justin Fields. 
So, you know, me, I I personally, you know, I would love for them to keep Justin Fields and, like you said, being able to add some more draft capital to what we already have and being able to bring more weapons in around him uh, to bolster that offensive side of the ball even more. Um, I think he's just going to keep getting better and better. And I think when you add more weapons, we're going to see, you know, how great he can be. You know, has he had struggles here his whole career? Yeah, but mm-hmm. you got to look at the the situation surrounding him. You know, he hasn't always had weapons. Yeah, he's never had a true number one until this year. Um, you know, two different uh, play callers and offensive coordinators. So, you know, his situation, it wasn't a great situation for a young quarterback to come in. But now, you know, having a number one receiver, you know, having mm-hmm. a good tight end, you know, having starting to build a good offensive line, having a solid running game, we're starting to see the potential. We're starting to see the development and maturation of, of a good quarterback that has the potential of being a franchise quarterback. So it's just a matter of, you know, what direction that the Bears want to go in. Yeah, I agree. And I think a lot of the arguments that I've made, Jason, and you kind of just said something similar along the lines of you, there's been hiccups here and there, and there's been things to work on. But I do think that we've steadily seen anytime you've said, hey, Justin needs to work on this, we've seen improvement in that in that specific area. And, you know, it's gone through different phases of things of holding the ball too long, anticipation, the mid range throws was the thing we talked about the mid short range throws are things we talked about last year. And I think we've seen progress in all of those things. Um, But it, it is a, it's a big decision, and it's something that affects obviously the organization moving forward in, in, a, in a total aspect. So that, that's big things, and I think obviously within the next couple of weeks we'll know a little bit more, or maybe even honestly after Sunday we'll see how that goes. But let, let's chat a little bit about some of the offseason moves Ryan Poles made, uh, mm-hmm. starting with the free agency: T.J. Edwards, Tremaine Edmonds, uh, Andrew Billings, Demarcus Walker, Deontay Foreman, Robert Tunyon, some other names out there. But as a whole, what would you give a, a grade to Poles for? that free agency market last year and what those guys have been able to do this season? Yeah, I'd give him a B plus, and And I say that I really want to give him an A. You know, I think the Chase Claypool deal obviously hurts them. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's talked about that. But at the end of the day, when you look at this roster, you can look at it right now, this day, and compare that roster to last year on this day. Completely different. Mm-hmm. I mean, completely different level of playmakers, a uh, completely different level of backups. You got competition, you know, everywhere. You've got, yeah. you know, great players, especially on defense. And I'll start with the defense side of the ball. You've got playmakers at every level of that defense. So defensive line, you mentioned Billings. We talked about Sweat. You talk about Demarcus Walker, right? Mm-hmm. Linebackers. You bring in, you lose, you know, you lose Roquan, but you bring in two guys in Tremaine Edmonds and T.J. Edwards who should be a Pro Bowler. And then on the back end, you know, you have uh, you bring in two rookies that are making plays, Terrell Smith and. And uh, Tyree Stevenson, who was obviously just named the NFC Def- Defensive Player of the Week, and um, you know the development of Jaquan Brisker and Kyler Gordon, you add you add that mix those young guys into a already good young and up up and coming secondary. I mean, he's done a tremendous job. I mean, you see how the defense is is, is coming together. They've been really the, the fuel uh, leading this team, you know, on this win streak that the Bears have had. And then offensively, I mean. You didn't have you had a collection of receivers right last year, mm-hmm. but you have a true number one receiver. I mean, DJ Moore has been as good as advertised, if not better. Yeah. Um. You know, you bring in another guy like Tyler Scott. Do we still need weapons in that receiver room? Yes, we do, and that's what the draft is for. Mm-hmm. But you've also set yourself up to be in position to add pieces to that. So you got to factor that in into the offseason moves that he's made as well. And you know, Deontay Foreman's been great when given the opportunity, and we know right now. He hasn't been given the opportunity just because he's not a special teams guy. So Travis yeah. Homer 
takes that roster spot, you know, on Sundays. And then, you know, you add in Roshan being, you know, he's, he's kind of carved a role out for himself as being the third down back because of his ability to be able to pass protect. And then, you know, Kula Herbert is, is a guy who, you know, a guy that can make, generate big explosive plays in the run game. So yeah. I think he's done a tremendous job, um, you know, with what he's in, in a year's time. I think he's yeah. done a great job of being able to add playmakers to this roster, but also continue to add, you know, draft capital. And then we know how much money they got in the offseason yeah. in terms of free agency. So, you know, as a Bears fan going into this offseason, yes, there was a lot of hype last season because we had the number one pick. Mm-hmm. It will be more hype and anticipation this year because of the way that we're already set up yeah. and we're set up to add even more pieces to it. So it's very exciting to be a Bears fan right now. I agree. And I, I think that Ryan Poles has been able to do a phenomenal job in so many aspects because we talk about how drastically the when he took over this roster, just how many guys were hitting free agency at that time, the lack of money, the lack of draft picks, the amount of dead cap that he inherited from the former regime. And now it's kind of it's almost fully eliminated at this point we're at least after this season and it's been really fun to watch and it like you said not only has he gotten has he been able to kind of fill the roster to get some starters out there that has made a solid foundation for the starting guys but he's also even been able to start building some depth in places and you mentioned one and Terrell Smith with that uh, he's been really fun to watch and the the offensive line I think a lot of people would point to the center position and we'll get to that in a little bit as maybe lacking but surrounding that it looks like it's on the up also so you mentioned a lot of those young guys Tyreek Stevenson Javon Dexter who's had a he's just steadily improved I feel like throughout the season Mm -hmm. Roshan Johnson uh, we mentioned Smith we've seen even Tyler Scott make some plays we've seen some rookie mistakes from Tyler Scott but I think we've also seen some things that are a little promising maybe moving forward Uh, so would you 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 gave that B plus when you're looking at the rookie clash as just the rookie class of the draft, would you say that he did a good job in that sense? And also, would you do you still agree with the Darnell Wright for that ninth pick? Yeah, I, I would agree. I think we had a really good draft class because you got to look at it like this, right? Are, are rookies, are they going to make mistakes? Yeah, they're rookies. Totally different ball game in the NFL. Speed's different. Scheme's different. Longer season is twice, a, twice as long as a collegiate season, but at the same time, you got to look at in terms of how much are they contributing to your team. And all those guys you mentioned, Dexter Pickens, Tyree Stevenson, Terrell Smith, Roshan Johnson, Tyler Scott, they've all been contributors this year, all of them. Mm-hmm. And you talk about development, yeah. You know, last week Tyler Scott had some plays he should have made, you know, get your feet down and stuff like that. But those are things, those are rookie mistakes, and those are things that, you know, you can, can be coached and you can, you know, develop. Um, it's a situation of, you know, when you look at this guy, does he have the ability to make explosive plays? Yeah. He's in the right position. You know, he had an opportunity to make those plays, so you're encouraged by that. You know, Javon Dexter has picked it up as, as of late. You know, he started off slow, had some things to work on, but he's picked it up. Same mm-hmm. thing with Pickens. And you look at Terrell Smith and Tyreek Stevenson, both of those guys have, have really, really matured, um, you know, from the first half of the season to the second half. I mean, look at Tyreek Stevenson when he first, you know, the first half of the season, he was getting a lot of defensive pass interference penalties. Yeah. But you look at it as of late, you know, he's been a ball hawk. You know, yeah. he's been aggressive tackler. And that's what you envision when you picked him in the second round. You know, they liked him because in this scheme that Coach Flues runs, those corners got to be able to tackle. And he's a guy that's able to do that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you look at what he's done as a whole, you talk about Darnell Wright as well. I mean, he's been that cog. You know, he's been that, that, that foundation, that rock on the right side of that offensive line, man, in that right tackle position. And that's what you envisioned when you drafted him at number 10. Mm-hmm. You, know, you drafted him to come in 
and from day one to be that right tackle, and that's what he's done. So uh, I think, you know, our draft was really well. Yeah. A lot of contributors in the draft for a long time. They'll be contributing for a long time to this team. I agree, and I think even we haven't even mentioned the ones of last year who have now taken even more of a step this year in Kyler Gordon, Jaquan Brisker, and Braxton Jones. I think all three of them feel like they've solidified starting spots on this roster too, and they're in year two. So seeing this group of young guys that have, like I said, just kind of built this foundation, um, I want to talk a little bit because I think going into last offseason, Jason, the glaring need that a lot of people were saying, we knew wide receiver, that DJ Moore move was made, and we felt like that was already a step in the right direction. But I think the glaring need was just the trenches in general. We were really concerned about the offensive line, and I think a lot of people were obviously really concerned about that defensive line too just because of the rush defense last season and the lack of pass rush and all of those things, and it seemed like it still struggled in the beginning of the year, but you add Montez Sweat, you start getting uh, Javon and Pickens a little more comfortable, Walker's able to move around a little more, and it looks like this line actually can be pretty solid. Uh, I think you'd expect maybe a little more pass rush this offseason if that's one thing you could add but what are your thoughts on the defensive line moving forward are you comfortable with kind of the the start that we have right now yeah definitely like I said you you, you bring a guy with Montez right not only that can get the individual production but he can be a multiplier in terms of enhancing the ability of the guys around him to make plays so we see now you know Justin Jones getting in the picture in terms of getting pass rush getting sacks to Marcus Walker Javon Dexter's play has elevated just because you know, on that line, Montez Sweat is a guy that commands so much attention in terms of pass protection, mm-hmm. you know, and when 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 an offensive line or a protection scheme is focused on him, it creates opportunities for guys to have one-on-one matchups across that defensive line. So that's what we're seeing. And at the end of the day, you're never, you know, a team's always going to look to add more pieces up front, whether that be the offensive line or defensive line, because it all starts up front. Yeah. If you can't protect your quarterback or you can't run block, you're not going to be successful. If you can't get to the passer in terms of a pass rush, then that defense is not going to be successful regardless of what type of scheme it is. So at the end of the day, you're always going to bring in resources to help aid in that in those things. Uh, so I look for, you know, Poles, he's going to, you know, they're going to look at centers. We need a center. We need a guard. You know, you need a tackle, a swing tackle. Um, you know, on the defensive line, we need an edge, another guy that can get pressure on the quarterback. They may look at a, a defensive lineman that's a surefire, you know, three technique that can, be another disruptor to come in and help this defensive line. Mm -hmm. But you're always going to do what you can to continue to improve uh, both sides of the the line, you know, regardless of what you have, you know, in, in this current situation. Now, that, that Montez Sweat, a lot of people were crit- criticizing that move when Ryan Poles made it. To me, from the beginning, I liked it. I, I had a feeling that they were already kind mm-hmm. of in contract talks because I didn't see Ryan Poles with the way the season was going at that point making a move like that for a eight-week rental. So I figured he had something else up his sleeve, <laughs> and obviously he did. But right. we, we mentioned a little bit of the secondary, which obviously has been really fun to watch, too. And I, I think we've just steadily seen all of them get more comfortable. And I, they a lot of injuries early in the season too affected a lot of the things that were kind of going on back there. And now that we see them all on the football field, they just mesh so well. Well, And we just saw Jalen Johnson make the Pro Bowl now. So excited for him. That's one kind of criticism we've had is just he wasn't able to get those interceptions we were hoping for. That's kind of turned on this year. And uh, whether that's just because everything is kind of slowing down a little bit or everybody's meshing or he just finally, he's having that season. Whatever it is, it's working for Jalen and it's really fun. I think one of the question marks Jason, this offseason, is what uh, What do you think is going to happen with Eddie Jackson? 
Yeah, it's tough. You know, that's a situation where you have an older guy um, at a position in which, you know, has he made enough plays to, to, to warrant uh, the opportunity to be back in a Bears uniform? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I love Eddie Jackson as a player. Um, you know, is he where he was, you know, before when he was going to Pro Bowls? I don't think he's at, at that level um, anymore. Uh you know, he's had to battle a lot of injuries as well, but I know when you start getting older, you know, the people upstairs start looking to try to get younger. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I really don't envision Eddie being back next year. I look at them trying to address that position via the draft to try to get younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, it's tough because when you have a guy who's, you know, a constant on this team, right, in terms of being a leader in the locker room, you know, being a good presence in the community. Mm-hmm. You know, Eddie Jackson is one of the guys who's, who's been a part of bringing along uh, you know, the development of Tyreek Stevenson and of Terrell Smith. You know, he's also aided in the development of Jaquan Brisker. Yeah. You know, he's aided in the development of Kyler Gordon. Like, it's, you know, those are things that you can't put a price on. But at the end of the day, you know, this business is about dollars and cents. And if the dollars make sense, well, then, hey, he'll be back. If it doesn't make sense, then he'll move on and they'll bring somebody else in. Uh, to address that position. So that's just the name of the game. Yeah. You know, it, it's tough. That's just this is how this game goes. Yeah, and I think another difficult one, and your opinion on this, because it's something that we've seen um, the production slow down on a little bit this year, and it's hard to figure out if it's because Justin and Darnell Mooney don't have this connection or mm-hmm. if it's just so much uh, on DJ. DJ and Komet have been able to do so much this season. What are your What are your thoughts on Mooney uh, moving forward? Mm-hmm. Because obviously that's another guy that a decision has to be made on. Yeah, and and that's weird. Like that that so relationship wise, I know those guys are really close. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not just close in terms of in the facility. Those guys are good friends outside of the facility, and that's the type of chemistry and relationship you want to have with your quarterback if you're a receiver. And you know, it's not a question of Darnell Mooney's ability or his work ethic. I mean, mm-hmm. the guy works extremely hard. The guy, I mean, I I still love it to this day. The first thing he bought when he was a rookie was a judge machine. <laughs> that way he can get better in the department. I mean, that just shows you you know, how locked in he, he is and he has been, and, and it shows you how great he wants to be. Um, I just don't understand where that connection has gone. Like, those are two guys who early on in training camp, you know, despite the, the chemistry that Justin had with DJ Moore, those guys were clicking in, in training camp. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, that has not translated throughout the season. So it, it, it that's been, uh, you know, confusing to me. That's that's something I haven't been able to put my finger on. Yeah. Um, you know, looking looking down the road, I really don't see Darnell Mooney back just because of the lack of production that he's had this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know if it was Justin's choice, if Justin was going to be here and he would he would vie to have Darnell Mooney back because of their relationship, I just don't see the Bears bringing him back. You know, I see them obviously with the picks that we have. And the amount of talent at receiver in this draft, I look for the Bears. Obviously, you know, they're going to draft a receiver. Yeah. So I just don't envision Darnell back. And I think Darnell going out in free agency, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll land. A, a team's going to, you know, covet his skill set. Yeah. And I think he's still going to continue to be a good player in this league. 
I agree. And, and I think that, and I'll, I'll cheer for Darnell. I love Mooney. He's definitely been yeah. someone the last few seasons that I've defended a lot in, in a lot of aspects because I do think he has such a strong ability to be that guy. And he's smaller and he's still able to make some plays sometimes where you're like, man, you would think he's six foot tall, six one, six two, and he, he's not. <laughs> um, a couple more for you, Jason, before I let you go. No Run game, obviously one of the strongest points of the Chicago Bears usually every year, but even continuing this season, um, a, a top force in the league yet again. Khalil Herbert on his final year of his contract next year uh, coming up. And then Roshan looks like he can be a solid piece. The Bears have the most rushing yards in the league, 294 more than the next, which is the Ravens. And 630 of those come from Justin Fields, though, despite missing four games, four and a half games. So the thoughts on the run game in general and how much does that change if they go a different route other than Justin Fields, do you think? Yeah, I mean, the run game has been the bright spot all year. And, you know, the funny thing is you have, three backs that are capable of being the lead back, you know, in, in this run game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Khalil's been in and out of the lineup. Rashawn's been in and out. Deontay Foreman's been in and out. They've all been in and out of the lineup and been and been called upon at various points in the season to kind of be that lead back. So, you know, it's tough. When you look at Deontay Foreman's situation, um, a guy who's kind of been, you know, the backup his whole career, but when given an opportunity, he's made the most of it. Mm-hmm. And that's why the Bears brought him here in free agency because of that success he had in Carolina being in the same situation. And then he's here. He gets his opportunity when Khalil Herbert goes down and he shines. But now Khalil Herbert's back. You know, he's a game day casualty because he doesn't play special teams and he's not the greatest in pass protection. Mm-hmm. And then you have a rookie like Roshan being able, excelling in pass protection, uh, which takes away, you know, a, a game day spot for Deontay Foreman. So, you know, the running game has been great. You know, Khalil has, has done what he's done the last few weeks, but we know what Khalil can do when he's healthy. Uh, Deontay Foreman has shown you that he has the ability to make plays, so has Roshan Johnson. So, you know, I, I really don't know what they're going to do with a Khalil Herbert. Uh, we know Roshan can come back. You know, I, I think Roshan hasn't had the opportunity to, to necessarily be the lead back. He hasn't been a guy who's gotten 10-plus carries in a game or – uh, you know, 15 carries in a game. You know, I think a lead back, you had to, you got to have that volume of carries because it gets you warmed up, it gets you going. And we've seen the last two weeks when, when a back has that many carries, like Khalil Herbert, he had 20, and then I think, uh, I don't know what he had. Uh, you know, he had 15-plus carries the last two games. Mm-hmm. You see the production because now, you know, he, he's he's in a rhythm. He's getting, he's getting uh, you know, adapted to the game. It's not like he's in for a series, he comes out, he goes back in, he has to get used to the floor of the game again. That's what you need from a running back. Mm-hmm. And you know, all three of those guys are capable. You know, I, I don't know what they're going to do uh, in the offseason. You know, I, I've got to look at what this draft class of running backs look like. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure they've already done that. Uh, but if they don't feel there's a back that can give them what a Khalil Herbert does, um, you know, or, or Roshan's there as well, um, you know, I, I'm pretty – I don't know. You know, they'll stick with Roshan. If not, they'll, they'll bring some more backs to go with. Rashawn, because you know Rashawn's going to be here just because it's his first year, so yeah, we'll have to see how that pans out. It's definitely one thing where I feel like every year for the Bears, when someone goes, someone else comes, and you feel like you're just as comfortable with them. I know we were a lot of people super upset about losing David Montgomery, and David Montgomery's having a great year, but then the Bears still have a great rushing attack. So it's kind of been something that's been able to be fluid and be able to um, just stay continuous. It's one of the probably the few things that have been continuous for the Bears. Uh, I'm going to do a little rapid fire uh, thing for you, just so some quick ones. Uh, what player were you, if you could pick one player from the season that you were most impressed with, who would you say? 
TJ Okay. Yep, I like that. TJ's been just absolutely phenomenal to watch. He also, I think, got snubbed for the Pro Bowl. Um, play, yeah. Player you think improved the most from last year to this year? Oh, man, that's a, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a, oh, Justin Fields. I, yeah. think, I mean, Justin Fields, I think last year, you know, he was a guy that was really changing the tides of games with his legs. Mm-hmm. And I think as of late this year, he's shown you the ability to make plays with his arm from the pocket, off schedule, outside of the pocket. So I would say Justin. If you could pick one uh, positional need that you think is the biggest for this offseason, biggest need, what would you say? Yeah, I would say wide receiver. Okay. Yeah, and I think there's so many ways you could – to me, I think a lot of people are like, hey, get that next wide receiver, get a center, and get another Mm -hmm. edge. And you you feel like the roster is pretty close to complete beyond being that, you know, the depth part of it. Um, But, Jason, thank you so much for hopping on with me right before we go. I just – thoughts about the Packers this weekend. How do you think the Bears can match up? Uh, Mm -hmm. Obviously, the the Packers defense has struggled a lot as of late, but their Mm -hmm. offense seems to kind of be on the up, and the Bears both sides of the ball seem to be on the up. So how are you feeling about Sunday? Yeah, I feel good. I think, uh, you know, totally different. We're a totally different team than we were week one. Mm-hmm. Uh, week one, we did a lot of good things, but we did a lot of things that hurt us that were self inflicted. It wasn't things that the Packers did. You look at the turnovers of Justin had a fumble, he threw an interception that was returned for a touchdown. Uh, we moved the ball effectively on offense, but then we got penalties that uh, took us out of good field position. Um, so, yeah, I-, I like where we're at as a team. Um, you know, I think our defense is playing at a different level, uh, you know, that Jordan Love hasn't seen. Obviously, from week one, we didn't have Montez Sweat. The guys weren't developing on defense, but it's going to be it's going to be a great game. Mm-hmm. You know, I know Green Bay is going to give it everything they got. They're trying to get to the playoffs. And, you know, obviously, we're trying to go up there and, and beat, beat yeah. a division opponent, but also, you know, a rival. So it's going to be a great environment for football. And I think uh, I like our chances. I like the way we're playing. Yeah, I think not beating the Packers since 2018, rivalry game, potentially keeping them out of the playoffs. And then I think in addition, just kind of that final stamp on the season of being like, hey, we're a pretty good football team. And although it didn't show it in the first half of the season, this last half of the season, uh, honestly, they've been really competitive and against really good defenses when it comes to offensively what Justin's been able to do against teams like the Browns and the Falcons, who people kind of shrugged off the Falcons, not realizing, I think, how good their defense had played this season. But I think it'll just be that kind of little bit of motivation leading into the offseason and next year for us to be excited about some things. No, hundred percent. I think so too. So it's uh, you know, what a way to end the season to to knock out, you know, Green Bay from getting into the playoffs and then continue all that momentum into our off season. So, mm-hmm. it, like I said before, when we first started, it's, it's a great time to be a Chicago Bears fan, and uh, you know, it's going to be and as Bears as the Bears, they have a great opportunity to go into the offseason with some momentum with a win against Green Bay. I agree. Well, Jason, thank you so much. I really appreciate you uh, sharing some time with me, and I hope you have a good weekend, and I hope we're celebrating a, a victory on Monday. All right, sounds good. Thanks for having me. Have a good day. Thanks, you too. Bye-bye. <laughs>